Hello there, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Michael Like Stuff podcast. Sorry that I've been away for a while. Uh, things have been fairly busy in my life. I, I picked up a side job. And most importantly, I got married to a wonderful woman, Madeline. She's been on the podcast before. And uh, so we've just been doing all of those things between showers and planning and a wedding and then we were fortunate enough to go to Mexico last week. We stayed at in Playa Mujeres at the Excellence Resort in Man. It's awesome. If you ever get a chance to do the whole all-inclusive thing, I highly recommend it. It was awesome. We got back on Saturday, so we're adjusting to life as a married couple. And you know what? It's filled with ups and downs and trials, but man, it's the best thing ever. That's what people say, right? Actually, it's just been pretty fun so far. So anyways, that's what's been going on with me. I got married. Do you know what's actually been going on with me? Complete and utter confusion at this Titan season. The Titans drive me nuts. All right, first they get blown out by the Cardinals, a game I expected them to win. Turns out the Cardinals are actually really good, but that was hard. So then I'm thinking, okay, Vrabel's good after a loss. I'm hopping on the Titans' money line against the Seahawks. And that was a ridiculous game. They had they should have lost that game many times. The Seahawks should have lost the game many times. The Titans pull it out at the end. It was awesome. It's just a it was a quintessential Titans win. And so the next week, Titans, they 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 come back home, they beat the Colts. To be honest, I barely watched that game. I was in an airport in Houston, and I was on an airplane in Mexico, but I was keeping up on Twitter. Ugly win, so I heard, but a two a two score win against a division opponent, you take that every time. And so week four comes around, we're playing the New York Jets. Maybe the worst team in the NFL. They've shown absolutely no ability to move the football. And I'm like, you know, our defense is looking pretty good. I think we'll eat him up. And even if Julio and A.J. Brown don't play, we'll be okay. But then I start seeing stuff like the last time we wore our dark blue jerseys with our white pants, we lost to the Bengals last year. So now I'm starting to get... A little bit nervous. I'm still thinking, you know, it's the Jets. We should win. It might be closer than it should be, but I think we're still going to have this game. And then Sunday comes around, and man, just a pitiful performance by our Titans. Gets to OT, and we're all just hoping for a tie against the Jets. Are you kidding me, man? So the O-line was terrible. Our receivers weren't playing I mean, for all the talk about how good uh, Nick Westbrook-Akine and Chester Rogers and all those guys looked in the preseason, it turns out that the reason that they might look so good is because they're playing opposite of two great receivers in Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. So we got to figure this out, Titans. Here's the good news. Vrabel is great after a loss. Here's the bad news. Vrabel is 0-4 against rookie quarterbacks in his career, and we're playing another one this week against another terrible team with a team, the Titans, who have been known to play down to their worst opponents. So we got to figure this out. we got to figure this out. Titans are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jaguars in Jacksonville on Sunday on BetMGM, and guess what? I'm still telling you to take that bet. Titans, four-and-a-half-point favorites. I expect them to cover if only by 
five, six, seven points, I expect them to beat the Jags, even if Julio Jones and A.J. Brown don't play, because you know Derrick Henry about to rumble on for 150-plus yards. So go ahead, take that, Titans. You you know what? Send me a Venmo request if you take that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, I just got married, and I was poor before, so... Don't don't send me any Venmo requests, okay? But I am saying take the Titans minus four and a half on Sunday. All that said, we have an exciting episode tonight. Uh, my brother Joel and I recorded an episode recapping uh, the Survivor episode. We wanted to do it all season. Uh, we, we're just now starting because let's be real. The first one was three days before my wedding and the last one I was in Mexico. So we're starting fresh episode three. We talk a little bit about the whole season thus far and, uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to really try to keep it going this season for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Michael like stuff podcast. Uh, the, the next portion was produced by my brother, Joel. So thank you to him for that. All that said, thank you uh, so much for tuning in. I'm sorry I've been away. I feel like I'm like it, like an absentee podcast host, and I don't want to be that for you guys. I don't want to make promises I can't keep, but I love you very much, and it means the world that you are tuning in today. So thank you. Have a great week. Peace. What is up, everybody? This is Joel Klinger, and I'm sitting here on Zoom with my brother, Michael Klinger, and we just watched episode three of season 41 of Survivor. New Survivor! Yeah, drop the four, keep the one, baby. Unfortunately, Brad found out the hard way. He lost his vote, and he got X'd. Um, We will be spoiling things from tonight's episode and the first two episodes of Survivor season 41. Yeah, so stop this. I already spoiled a little bit for you, but like, great. You should you should uh, you should be listening to this podcast if you know that's what you're gonna do. So, um, but anyway, Michael, I'm thrilled to do this with you. We've talked about doing this for a long time, and what a season to do it on, right? I mean, like, yeah. this is this is like this is like a game changing season for better or worse, and we'll probably get into like what's good about it and what's bad about it, but like. This season, it's got a lot of excitement. We've been through that hiatus of COVID and them not being able to film and coming off of Winners at War, and it just felt like such a long break until this season finally came back around. It's a whole new era of Survivor. Drop the four, keep the one. Get dope. Don't get away from the or get away from the monster. The monster's gonna get you. You know all of that <laughs> stuff that Jeff says. So yeah, it's exciting time. We've got new advantages beware advantages we've got people saying weird phrases we've got all sorts of stuff and great characters we have a great cast this season that's what happens when you take a year off you're able to basically have like two years worth of applicants for survivor to run through and make sure you had a great cast also not having the like the themed survivor they're able to cast whoever they want they don't have to be like does anybody know a firefighter they're like, all right, we got, we got all the, these are all great characters. So we're, we're blessed to have new survivor. People said it wasn't going to happen. It would never happen. Well, I don't know if people said that, but it is happening. Survivor 41, baby. Yeah. And you know, you talk about that cast, it's something walking through a lineup, you know, there are a couple in like the Luvu tribe that have not gotten like any airtime at all, but the rest of them, they all seem like 
dynamic, fully formed characters. And I feel like they've done a good job of like letting us get to know them. The first episode, you know, they did those like cutbacks. Do you know what I mean? Like they did like the cutbacks, like their normal life, which we'd never seen before. And at first I was kind of like, that's stupid. Like I want to go into Survivor. Like they go into Survivor, they see this random person. This is what they look like, you know, all this stuff. But when now it's like, okay, I have a feeling for Shan. I have a feeling for JD. Like I have, I have these connections, you know, that I thought I wasn't going to be able to make after having, um, you know, things like. Uh, Winners at War, where I knew like almost all the storylines from that show already, that season already, and and now it's like I'm trying to have this inner dialogue of like, well, do I like having more background or do I want less? You know, like I, it's uh, a yeah. it's a whole different. It's like it, this this season of Survivor. Not only is it is their advantages weird and like there's different things that they have to deal with, but it's also like production production wise, it's weird. Just talking to the freaking camera. Like, I mean, that's like, it's a little creepy to me, to be honest. I'm like, dude, I don't want to be here. Like, I'm at home. You're there. It's like, leave me out of it, Jeff, please. Um, But yeah, like, it just seems like a completely different season of Survivor. And that's the whole marketing ploy. But I mean, it's true. Like, they did it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Dude, when they uh, broke the fourth wall in the first episode, it was mostly awesome. Except for like, right before Tribal, when Jeff's like, Tribal Council, let's go. But when yes. at, the be- at the beginning when they opened up and they did like Jeff hiding the beware advantage and then like it panning out, that was sick. And then with them yeah. on the boat and you saw like the hundreds of production people, that was a sick shot. Like yeah. it's so cool just to like see all of that because like it's really, it was really like fan service. Like it was, it was like we've always like known that all of that stuff is out there, but to see it was super cool. It felt like transparent, you know, like it was like, it, you, of course, they're not going to be transparent with stuff we don't, they don't want us to see, but like, it felt like, oh, okay, this is a reality show and it's like more like this is a reality show and that's kind of where they're going. Um, but yeah, that's like the production, but like it's season wise in this game, the first episode you see like this, we got to talk about the shot in the dark. Like we haven't seen it used yet, but like you get one die roll for your whole entire life in the game. Like that seems pretty wild like do you actually think anybody's gonna actually do that for sure people are gonna do it and i'm, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen it yet because even if i was like 50 50 thinking i might be it i might roll it like jd writing um brad's name down now, he's like this is a this is a bigger shot in the dark than my shot in the dark and it's like then roll your shot, shot in the dark. Or like, right. Sometimes I think JD just says that because he's like, this will be good like TV. Like He's like yeah. making metaphor analogies about like crystals, and I'm like, okay, JD, yeah. like, we get it. Like, Every episode he's talking about like how he watched Woo and like how he like, and it's like, dude, like, I mean, I mean, that doesn't affect how you play the game. Like everyone here loves Survivor. That's why they're here, dude. Like, like just play the game. Like, I, you know, I don't know. At, at first episode, I thought it was great, and then it's like, oh, every episode's like the same thing. Like it's just, it's that's just who he is. I guess he just keeps talking about it. Yeah. Well, as a fan of the game, JD probably really knows how to get on the TV. You know, like right. Like he's like, I know the type of things that they are gonna put on TV. It's like analogies at tribal councils like number one of those number two it's like talking about how i've loved survivor my entire life so there you go 
Well, I mean, there's one thing that's new this season that we got to talk about, and it's beware advantages, right? Like, I mean, I I am not a fan of them. I I've told you I've told you about this before. You know, it's it's something that that doesn't seem like an advantage at all. And I think it's more like a punishment. It's not even like a beware advantage. I mean, what we're seeing is anyone who gets this, nothing good has happened to them yet. Like a, a, in in the way of a beware advantage. Now there's the one time where they had to go away and they had to check on like what they were going to, whether they're going to risk their vote or protect their vote. That's, that's kind of different. Like they kind of like all just got to choose like whatever. And they, that was a very protected risk because no one actually lost their vote. You know, they were able to figure out what was best and what worked um, for everybody. But now it's like you pick up this thing, it says advantage on it and you, you should, you take it because it says advantage on it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really think that's, that's fair. And it screwed Xander. It screwed Brad tonight. It's just incredibly tough for those people. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I'd love to get your thoughts on beware advantages, but like I am, that's the one thing this season where I am out. I'm out on it. Well, yeah, I, I kind of am with you. I was with you, but now I, I actually kind of like them because like, yeah, it's probably like not good for them in the long run to pick it up, but they were told like, this may not work out for you. Like this isn't just like automatic good coming before they opened it. They had an opportunity to leave it right where it was. And so like that part of it makes me think like, nah, dude, like the beware advantage is like beware. It says that for a reason. Xander was in a good place in the game before he opened that thing. And like, he should not have opened it. And, like, I get it. Like, you're on Survivor. You play one time. You want to do all the things and take all the risks. But that's part of Survivor is managing risk. And like, what sort of risks are good risks and what sort of risks are bad risks? And But it's an unknown risk, though. Like, that's that's what I, I'm frustrated with. You don't really understand the risk going into it. You're just kind of like, oh, I've never seen this happen before, but I'm going to make Survivor history, so I'm going to take it. And it's bad news. I mean, we could have Xander having lost his vote for several votes, not because of anything he did, but because of what other people didn't do that they weren't supposed that they didn't know they were supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, like the phrases thing is actually like really funny to me and I like it. Um, and I think it's, I think it's funny cause like people do, do you like, do you like the phrases? Like the actual phrases, they sound like, they sound ridiculous. Okay. Right? They do, but like that's the point. It's like if they're if they, like if one of the phrases was like, uh, like we can't start a fire or whatever, it's like, okay, well everyone says that. It has to be something like completely outlandish that no one would ever say. But at the same time, people say off outlandish stuff on Survivor all the time. So but like I, I would be fine with like a, a, a I would be better with a word. You know, like just like a word, like some type of food, right? So like if a person says like, you know, man, just like something weird, but it's like, you know, like I just miss it home. Like there was this Italian place that made like the best calzones, man. Like you don't even understand. Just like something like that seems like kind of real, but is still like coded. This is like these dudes are acting like they've lost their minds talking about like broccoli and 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 butterflies or dead people like it just it like I, and, and say you have to say it every single time like every single time 
Like that seems like overkill. Well, uh, does it not? Well, you don't have to say it every time. Like Xander and well, Brad's gone now, but Xander wouldn't say it. Like if if both of them were still in it, Xander wouldn't say it again until the person says, "I'm a goat on astroturf or as whatever." Oh, what a ridiculous thing! Like what? Who says that? That's definitely the worst one. Like when someone says that, they're gonna be like, "Okay, something is happening." Like something. Everyone in the game is gonna know. Well, this no. guy's got something. They didn't know. A goat on astroturf. They wouldn't know. A goat on astroturf. Everyone will know now because everyone on everyone's tribe is going to know about it now because everyone on Yasa knows about it. Um, the uh, Evie already told Deshaun, so Deshaun's probably told people on the Blue Tribe. So, like, everyone's going to know about it. Like, at least half the players are going to know now. But they didn't know at first. Everyone was looking at Xander like he was crazy, and it was great. It was a great TV moment. But that's only gonna last one time. Now it's just he's just gonna say the same thing over and over again. And like, also, what happens if they? I don't even think Brad said it right. Like, did he even say the words in the correct order? Like, if no. someone if someone swaps out the order, does that still count? Like, it, does that still count as a time? that someone said something. Yeah, I mean, Brad butchered that so bad. And he even admitted it. He was like, "I said that terribly." <laughs> it was that was funny. But like, <laughs> hey man, I don't know. I don't know. Is it like like is it like marriage vows like if you just say yeah instead of I do, does it still count? I don't right. know. Or like baptism, you got to get fully fully submerged. If you don't go fully, it does it count? Well, right. That's a that's a different conversation. We're that's talking. A, that's a pocket conversation for conservative Christians. We're talking. Yes, we're, but we're getting. We're, you know, we're getting baptized into a new era of Survivor, Joel. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, that's a that's a weird thing, and I guess like we'll learn as we go. I guess like what counts, what doesn't, what this is, what this isn't, like. I don't know. And um yeah, I mean it bit it bit Brad in the butt because he didn't have anything and honestly, like the potential of having an idol and a steal a vote like hurts your chances. Like if I'm Shan, I'm like thinking, okay, um J D scares me in that I don't think I can trust him and he's pretty charismatic. Brad scares me in that I'm not sure he like loves me like we're tight and he thinks i'll protect him but also he's got potentially an idol and he's got a steal vote do i really want to go further in the game with that combo and i don't even know if she told ricard that brad had told her all this or not and she probably will now but i mean like that that was probably weighing on her mind too when she made that decision and and you know jd versus brad that's an interesting call i mean i knew i figured they were gonna go brad pretty much the whole way i mean you can't tell someone on day like the first night that they're gonna go home and and say their name and then expect them to like have your back or whatever like that seems crazy to me but um yeah i mean like i it just these advantages are they really advantages so like talking about brad tonight i mean did you know that it was gonna be brad going home did you have an inkling that could have been jd I, I thought it was going to be, well, 
I don't know if I thought it was going to be JD, but I thought it should be JD. Like if I was Shan, I would have voted out JD because like I, I, um, Brad is a great ally. Like he showed it tonight. He finds an advantage. He immediately tells his two allies, like he's a great worker around camp. He's the type of person you want to go deep in the game with. JD is not like JD's like a smart. Well, he's apparently not as smart as he thinks he is, but he's at least thinking about these types of things. He's going to, when he gets to final nine, he's going to be thinking who would I want in my final five? Who do I want in my final three? And how do I make that happen? Brad is saying, Hey, y'all are my people. I have advantages. Let's use them to get to the end. And that's the why I would take Brad over JD. Yeah, JD seems way more of like a wild card. Like, I think JD understands that no one trusts him in that tribe. And I I think he understands that he probably shouldn't trust the people in that tribe either. You know, and and like, I think of all the people praying for like a, a merge or a tribe swap, like, it's probably it's probably JD. Definitely in that tribe is JD. But, you know, it's that was an interesting call. I kinda it seems like Shan was pretty loyal to JD from the beginning. And then Brad also said it was probably gonna be Shan or Sarah, like first tribal. And yeah. once you do that, it's hard to come back from. Yeah, I think in the first episode Shan said to JD, like, you're my number one. So she obviously, you know, likes jd but didn't she also say that to like sarah and like two other people yeah she did but she ultimately did take jd's side in the first on the first vote so that leads me to believe she actually meant it when she was talking to him but did she take jd's side like like i think it wasn't jd that voted brad in the first tribal like didn't they did did she, I don't. Was she did she tell him like hey vote brad we're voting Brad, and then just did. Was that just I like thought a test that of, Ricard voted for Brad. Like what? And that JD and Shan voted for. What's her name? First boot. I don't know. That first one was weird. It was like a first tribal. It was live tribal. I'm like, okay, this is too much to keep up with. They like, need the to, whole season's gonna be like this. This is a lot. They need to cancel live tribals. Play your survivor like, before you get to tribal. Tribal is not for talk. that. Yeah, like they need to. Yeah. They need to make a rule. Oh man! So yeah, that was tonight. Brad got uh, xed. Um, we got to talk about the uh, the yellow tribe, the Yase tribe. Okay, and I mean, look, Xander. I've talked about Xander screwed. I mean, Xander Xander screwed. Like he, the the beware advantage screwed him before he before he picked that up. He was fine. He was in what he thought was like a good alliance of Evie and Voce. And like they were gonna be fine, so he picked it up, lost his vote, lost his alliance. Everyone is now just trying to get him out in that tribe, but that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, Evie's Evie, you said Evie's got control of this tribe right now, you know, like like Liana's like getting a little frustrated. Tiffany though, Tiffany, okay, Tiffany is like she's bad, like I'm like like. As Survivor thus far, she has shown me nothing good. Hmm. 
Like, do, do you agree? Because I feel bad. She has like a great story. She's a cancer survivor. She she's coming on the show, and she's she's everyone says they love her the first couple episodes, but it just seems like she's just causing headaches. Like she's bad in challenges, and like she freaks out that somebody has an idol when they absolutely do not. And Evie and Leon are like, no, this is what's happening. And she was like, no, we need to do this. And it's like, what? Like, of all the people in the game right now, that's the person that I'd probably be least trustworthy of. Like, I would hate to have as an ally. Well, yeah, Tiffany's, Tiffany's a bad ally because she's inflexible and she, like... She yeah, she's just like a, a super demanding ally. And that's what Liana was so upset about at the beginning of this episode, which that's a whole different thing. It's like, okay, like you I, I don't like when people are like, I came here to play and no one's wanting to play, and it's like, no, like that's just how Survivor is. Like right. that like that's like a ridiculous thing to say. Like you're you're the person out of the thousands of people that apply that you're the person that's actually playing survivor right now so like don't say like I, i'm so sad no one's played but tiffany is a bad ally and i i was kind of surprised they didn't vote tiffany off at the end of le- last episode because i thought she really hurt her relationship with liana especially with her inflexibility and just right. like being completely unwilling to be a team player and like especially when she was assured by Evie and Liana that Xander not only didn't have an idol, he didn't have a vote, and still Tiffany was completely unwilling to put herself at any risk at all, and that is not who you want on your team. She's also terrible in challenges, and like, what is Jeff doing? Jeff was like rooting for Tiffany tonight. It's yeah. like she's getting like a Suri edit and she's not nearly that likable. Right. Right. It's like why I mean, look, yeah, we all have lives outside of Survivor. I mean, like if you talk to any of them, I'm sure they have things going on at home, things that they've been through. Like why should she get special treatment, you know? And and like I I just feel like in 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 some of the stories like I'm okay with like getting background on people, but like in my mind, at least, especially with like Jeff talking to the camera, like the less I realize this is a reality show, like the better. And if like the host is like, come on, Tiffany, like when there are people fighting for immunity, all 16 or 15 people are fighting for immunity. Like I, that was, that was just really weird. So early in the game for that. Like, yeah, he did that with Suri and Game Changers, but it was her fourth time on the show. You know, like, and, yeah. and she's Sari. Like, I don't, it, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm kind of over Tiffany, and I'm hoping that Evie and Liana, like, you know, come to that conclusion as well. But maybe Evie and Liana are smarter than I am. I think, I think if Yellow loses again, if Yasa loses again, uh, they'll vote out Xander. And because, like, if I'm Evie and Liana, I'm like, even if we lose again, we'll just vote out Tiffany. Like they're the two. And I don't think either of them is worried about like if they lose another, like they don't think they're going home because they're not because you know, Xander and Tiffany aren't going to work together. 
And Evie's closer with Liana. Liana's closer with Evie than either of them are with Tiffany at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But I hate that because I like Xander a lot. He's done nothing wrong. He picked up a piece of paper that said this is this could be very beneficial for you. And his game is just like just gone, you know, and, and he could be without a vote for until the merge if he makes it that far, which is devastating because like he seems like a good player who knows what he's doing, but he's not trying to overplay it like it makes sense to me like why exactly what he's done i would probably do the same thing if i was xander and it sucks that he's probably just gonna like get voted out just because that's what evie and liana wanted you know it's 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 frustrating yeah i mean but anything could happen like we could see a tribe swap we could see uh them win the next couple immunities you know like anything could happen i i don't think it's necessarily over for xander at this point yeah. Um I I want to talk about so we talked about the beware advantages and whether they're good or bad. Like literally did they just like go in the middle of the night and just plop them next to the campfire this time? Like those things were just incredibly obvious and they could not have been there for more than like 20 minutes while they were awake. I mean, like is I guess they just needed everybody to find it so they would just like, okay, it, it, here it is, you know, go nuts. Yeah, I mean, I assume that it was put there for the team that went to tribe, the tribe that went to tribal, it was put there during their tribal council. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, I kind of like the thought of, like, hiding an idol in plain sight because it's easy to find, but you might should not take it, like, like you might, maybe this is not going to work out for you. And like that, the low hanging fruit is just not always good. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's dangling the carrot, but it's saying this is a risk. And so like, let's say I'm in like Evie's position on Yasa. If I find that I'm not going to take it because I am running our tribe right now. Like, yeah, if I lose, she my, had that choice. Yeah. Like, it, like let's say Evie lost her vote or something like that. And then it's like, you know, something happens and you, everyone else thinks it's going to be a split right. and then it's not because Evie can't vote. That would be right. bad. So, like, if you're in a down position, like, if I'm Xander and I find another one, heck, yeah, I'm taking it. You know, I'm down right now. So, it goes either way. Like, you kind of have to have the self-awareness to examine where you are in the game. What do you need in the moment? And, like, have also the self-control to leave it there or... Like you could even like direct someone to it that you want to have it, you know, like if you think, yeah, oh, like I know this person will take it and they're in a great place and this might mess their game up. Or like I secretly want this person to stay in the game, even though they're on the outs and I can't stick up for them. I'm going to direct them to it. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot at play. Yeah. I do like, I think it, I think the beware of are interesting because if they're like, if you're willing to take this risk, take it and open it and you have to do whatever it says but then they just say or you can leave it like i kind of wish you it, it would be like do whatever you want with it like if you want if you find it and you don't open it you can just like throw in the fire or like throw in the water like kind of like eliminate that like right that like outlier of like something that could screw up your game if like if evie finds it like i don't want, i definitely don't want to open it but i also i also don't want to show it to xander or tiffany you know i like i just want to like 
I'm in control. Like I got this. Like I feel like that's what Boss and Rob would do, you know. Um, and like I don't know. Like that. That's just something I'm beware advantages and like I just I'm not crazy about beware advantages. If you can't tell. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we talked about Tiffany. We talked about Brad. We talked about JD. We talked about Shan's decision. Um. Nasir and Sydney. Like so. Like. I, I'm actually like fully on board with Sydney. I like I'm all in. And mm-hmm. like they're just like all like, okay, Nasir, like what are you think like what are you thinking? Like Nasir's just trying to play the game so hard. And I see this like a lot in Survivor where tribes that don't typically go to tribal, they seem to be like freaking out that they're not going to tribal and try to like plan like like when they go to tribal and like when they go to tribal like the next three times and have like key alliances and stuff. And it's like if you're winning, you just need to chill. Like that tribe is stacked. That tribe is not going to lose. Like that tribe is like whoever made the tribes was just like, all right, we're going to put the football player and like, and we're going to surround him with also good people. And yeah. they're just going to win. Cause we want, we want them to go further. Yeah. And they That's can happening. And they can sit out their old lady too. It's like the church, the, yeah. it's like the team at church camp that has like the softball player, uh, like the, uh, football player and then like the gamer who's also just like freakishly athletic but never plays sports yeah yeah like i mean whoever whoever put these drives together was just said screw you yase like like you're done all right luvu we want these people to stay around for a long time um but like sydney like rocks like i i'm i'm fully on board with sydney right now nasir's like you know kind of screwing himself a little bit I like Nasir, but he is screwing himself and he doesn't seem very good at Survivor because if I was in Sydney's position, I'd be like, yeah, I like the other people in my tribe. I'll just tell them that sounds good to me because I can get a dude out and I can assure my alliance with everyone else and feel pretty safe. Like, why wouldn't you do that if you were Sydney? Yeah, I mean, so I didn't love the way that Sydney played it because I think you can hold that information from Nasir until you need it because like if you go if she like what she did was nasir told her that at night hey i want to get um danny out which dan or nasir is a lot like brad they're like completely transparent with their motives (laughs) like they definitely shouldn't be so transparent and like scheming like brad's creating a spy bunker on the second day of survivor it's like yeah. you, these types of things, like you should not, you should hold off on these types of conversations. Like spend these first days like building rapport. But then Sydney, I if I was in her position, I would have agreed with Nasir in the moment. Obviously disagreeing in my mind, and then I would have continued to be friends with Danny and Deshaun and all those people. And then when I felt like it was pertinent, I would have been like. Hey, just so you know, like Nasir was scheming to get you out. I don't know if he still wanted to do that or whatever. Because like that way you are controlling the information. But like once you share something with someone like the cat's out of the bag, now they can do whatever they want. There's still there might be still time between now and the next the time they go to tribal council for them to like quash their beef and like get over it. You know, or like Nasir to like clear things up or something like that if he hustles. Um, so like I probably wouldn't have shared that immediately, but 
Sydney's move reminded me a lot of what Evie has been doing in the second, what she did in the first and second episode, where she's just like telling everyone's secrets to everyone, which is like a total, like, it was like very, um, she's playing super hard, but she's playing with yeah. fire too. Because if, so like she told Deshaun, hey, Xander's going home at Tribal Council. Well, guess what? Xander didn't go home. So now it's Deshaun sitting at Blue Tribe thinking, was Evie lying to me? And there's no way that she can clear that up right now. You know, mm. so like when you're sharing information that like frivolously, it's not always wise. Like there's definitely moments to like immediately someone says them to you, you go to the person and you throw like Nasir under the bus in that situation. But I think there's like a better way to like throw Nasir under the bus. You can still sort of like socially like keep him away from the group and like when the time comes like that can be the final nail in his coffin hey Nasir is telling me to vote you out well I yeah I mean I I get that um I think in her shoes I think the whole idea is just to get the target like early in the game I'd be like just get the target off my back put it on someone else's back like this early you know like if I'm if I'm completely transparent with the four people around me about the other one person then the odds of those four people just turning around and voting me off like are pretty low, you know? So like, I, I think especially since she's a woman, you know, if you keep three women and two dudes, you have control of situations. So like later you can decide if you want to go with Danny and Deshaun, or if you want to go with the two women that I don't even know their names because they've gotten like zero screen time this entire season. Um, yeah, I don't even like, know who the women are on that. There's the older lady yeah, and then there's uh, the smaller woman. Like, Small yeah. Woman. And then, uh, so, you know, in terms of like future options, I actually really like the move by Sydney. Now, when it came to like the preview of next week's episode, I wasn't super thrilled about, you know, yeah. Sydney like breaking down that, that looked pretty sad to me because yeah. as a Sydney stand thus far, it's, uh, it's pretty scary. Um, so yeah, I mean, We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, is there anything else from this episode that you're just like dying to talk about or like previous episodes, I guess, too? Um, I have I have some observations. Um, number one, when... Oh, also, I want to talk about the uh, dilemma that they made at night after the, um, after the beware advantage that, that yeah. was found at each tribe. But first, the fake body that brad made on the beach no no chance anyone's falling for that like i i like i thought it it was just like 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 a little row of sand with some like hay or something it It was was, it was so bad it was two oars for legs and then like he just like balled his shirt up and it was like what (laughs) the heck brad no one's falling for that number one um, oh my gosh! Yeah, that was and like no one even noticed. Like they didn't even show anybody noticing that they yeah. even like left the place. Right. Like, it's like the other two people just walked out of camp. Brad's like, right. This is like a perfect example of Brad. Like he's just playing so hard for no real reason. And yeah. like I thought they were immediately going to go to confessional because like that would draw more attention to you. 
you know, then like maybe Brad's in the woods taking a dump. Like, no, like Brad is, is being <laughs> act like openly deceptive by, by building. It's like, you know, you're, you're asleep and you roll over and look next to you and you're just like, Brad, like, are you okay, man? Yeah. Where's, where's your, where's your head right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, he made something that just like did not look like a human being like at all. And what's really the point of that? Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. And then like the dilemma. So the dilemma that they all have, they can choose between stealing a vote and getting a tarp for their tribe. Okay. And so, but if it's a, if all three want to steal a vote, no one gets to steal a vote and everyone loses their vote. And if all three want a tarp, then they all get a tarp. And if it's a split decision, the people that said they were going to steal get their steal a vote, and the person that said tarp gets nothing. Okay. So this is such a more interesting dilemma than the um, the one they were doing, like uh, protect a vote or protect your vote, right. like steal a vote. Um, because in that situation, you should basically always steal a vote and you should say, I'm stealing it. I'm stealing a vote. So deal with it. That's what you should always do in that scenario. Okay. That's exactly what Brad did. It worked. Right. And I found it interesting the way Evie played it with Deshaun, where she was like, you know what? You go ahead and steal it. I'm going to protect it. Cause she was trying to build social capital. But just from like a pure yeah. like advantage perspective, you should always just say, I'm going to steal it. But this was so much more interesting because you can, lo- if all three people s- steal, they all lose a vote. And it wasn't just like, yeah. I don't get anything. It was like, I lose a vote. So yeah. that was way more interesting. And I was like, there's no way that they're all three going to vote TARP. And I thought it was interesting how like, strong tiffany came off like yeah sydney was like tiffany's giving me weird vibes and then tiffany was like sydney's giving me weird energy and like tiffany's like i hope brad gets it it's like what's going on yeah tiffany like i don't understand i don't think she understood what was happening because she like that's not how she was like she was like ooh, like what are you thinking like you know like like uh you think you're gonna go tarp here you think you're gonna go tarp here and like 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 all of a sudden she's she's like oh man like you come to play survivor you come to play survivor you know what i mean and it's like tiffany like just be like you got to be clear in those situations you can't just be like wishy-washy i i totally agree with sydney i don't i don't trust tiffany she's gonna do like whatever and like in that moment in time, you know Brad's gonna steal the vote. There's like no benefit to you to you trying to do the steal a vote because if Tiffany does steal a vote, you all lose it, and if she doesn't, you get it. But like Tiffany wavered so much that it was just like I she's a loose cannon, yeah, and that's why I wouldn't want her as an ally, and I totally would hate to be in that situation with her, like. Oh yeah, because you're yeah. going and you you leave camp in the middle of the night. And you go over there, and you like get a chance to like get a steal a vote or a tarp, and you you have to just accept nothing in that situation, which right. sucks. You just wasted like probably like two hours of your night, just like getting in some boat and driving away, 
And like, if somebody sees you and you just had to like say like, yeah, this happened, but I came back with nothing. Are people even going to believe you? Right. As yeah, Tiffany is just like, seems to be like weighing, weighing people down, uh, in this, in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, another thing I want to talk about was, um, the, the end of the immunity challenge. Okay. That took I that must have taken forever live like in person <laughs> because like dude I saw it and I was like I've seen some like way more like easy looking challenge finishes go on for a really long time and yeah. that's kind of why I was like when Yasa was behind I was like I don't I mean Xander will probably be able to do this like faster than anyone on the other two tribes so I'm not, I wasn't that concerned and it was, it was hard. I want to know how long it took. Also JD trying to finger roll the, the thing. What's he doing, man? Like this isn't the NBA. Dude, like he needs to be on Shacked and a Fool after that. <laughs> that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, you get your tallest guy out there, you just like toss it up lightly. That's the best you can do. JD's out there trying to like freaking put some spin on it with a finger roll. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Dude, like, cool your jets. Yeah. Get your tallest guy out there because he has like, he's not, he's going to have a softer opportunity, like, because he has a higher release point. But yeah. So that's, that's what I want to talk about. Um, I also wanted just to give you my power rankings right now and let me know Boom. what you think about it. Okay. Yeah. So these, let's break it down. These are power rankings based on who I think has a the best chances of winning the game. Okay. So not necessarily who I think is the best player, uh, but or, but well, it's kind of both of those. Let's be honest. Okay. So number one in the power rankings, Shan. Okay. Mm. I think Shan is maybe the best player out there. And she's also like, she's kind of been dictating the votes thus far for her tribe. Everyone seems to like her. So, and I think that the edit she's been getting has been pristine. So I like. But she's like getting edited like a lot though. Like it's, it's a lot. Like, and it, that's kind of like throwing me off. I feel like she's, well, she's going to get voted off like around merge time or something. Like she's, it's uh it's uh, interesting, like, I always try to find out, like, who's going to win by the edit, and you never really can't tell, but she's getting so much airtime. Yeah. You know, like, that vote was, you know, just as much Ricard's as it was hers. Yeah. You know, like, why Why was it constantly on her? I also think, like, Shan is, when they get, like, into a later game scenarios, Shan's story isn't as threatening as some of the people that will probably also be playing in the merge. Like I think people are going to be really wary of Evie. People are going to be really wary of Ricard and Tiffany in late game scenarios, especially, especially JD. Like I don't think JD is going to be making it to the end. Um, and so I think she, I'm going to give Shan Shan is my official winner pick at this point in the season. Um, so I'm picking Shan. She's number one in my power rankings. Uh, number two, Evie. Uh, yeah. Evie is really, really good at Survivor, obviously. 
But my only concern is that she's playing really hard. She's playing like Adam Klein in Winners at War hard right now. <laughs> like, I'm going to bluff Boston Rob, this, that. Like, she's she's telling people, I, I think she's giving away a little bit too much on the front end. And I think she could be playing es- the essentially same game with, like, making it appear that she's doing less right now, but she would still have all of the, like, information that she needs towards the end of the game to make the moves necessary. But I don't know if people are going to want Evie to get to the end. It might be like a Zeke situation um, on Millennials Gen X or Game Changers where people like Zeke. He's very well liked, and I just don't know if people are going to want him to get to the end or want, yeah, want Evie I mean- to get to the end. That's probably a good a good comparison, you know. Zeke, he was well liked, but also everyone knew that like he was smart and he knew how to make the right decisions. And I feel like if people realize like Evie is smart and she's making the right decisions, they're gonna cut her. You know, I think because I mean, New Age Survivor, as soon as like you become the head of the snake in people's minds, you're gone, just like that. And I th- I think the trick is kind of keeping yourself lower profile, but still maneuvering the game to the best of your ability. Yeah. So we'll see if Evie can do that though. I don't know. I think I think too solid for right now, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, I have I have Sydney at number three right now, but yeah, I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to be knocking her down. It's next yeah. week, it's if not tonight. So not looking good. I I I really thought she did a a decent job, and I just just the fact that like she's one of the only blue tribe people that we've really have gotten to know at all in the past couple episodes. Mm-hmm. So I I was impressed by her, but we'll move on from her. She's number three. We've talked about her enough. Number four, I have Ricard. Okay. Yeah. Ricard at number four. Because I think it it might be a situation like let's say it's Shan and Ricard to the end, and Shan's getting like the heavy like gameplay edit pre merge. Ricard kind of takes over post merge. Ricard cuts right. Shan. I could see that happening. Um, because Ricard has been in on all these votes. So that's, that's what, what I think number, do you have anything to say about that? That's, uh, that's kind of how I feel about Liana too. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think she could pull it together too. And, and you know, it's setting up like if, if merge comes anytime soon and blue loses like one challenge, I mean, it's lining up where yellow and green have eight people total right now. And blue has six, like, that sounds like the two minority tribes could just like yeah pop together and just start kicking people, you know. Yeah. And and as little as little screen time as Blue has gotten this year, that's kind of what scares me the most. Like in my mind, like I mean, you you said Sydney, but she's probably gonna go down next week. And then and then like looking in my mind, it it makes sense for Danny and Deshaun to have like a ton of power in this game, um, but. You know, we I just don't know much about them because they they hardly show them. They seem like they know what they're doing, but they also haven't really had to play the game yet. So, I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. Uh, Ricard Ricard's interesting to me. Like he kind of went after JD early, and like it's interesting that he, JD's still there two votes later. So I guess we'll see how that relates, how they handle that. They'll probably have a lot to say about where they go in this game because JD I think is a complete wild card at this point. Yeah. Um. Number five, I have Deshaun. Uh, yeah. Because I, I was really impressed with him last episode. Just the bond that he was able to make with Evie 
and he got a lot of info. He also w- like very smartly wanted to go and was able to anticipate that he would be able to get a steal a vote through that. Yeah. Um, so right. I thought that was really smart of him. And he seems like a guy who's not going to really like piss anybody off. He seems right. like a pretty balanced, like easygoing, good dude. So uh, good listener. Yeah. And he's very aware of what's going on in his testimonials. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I would love f- for Deshaun to go far, have him at number five. I have uh, Tiffany and Liana tied six and seven. Um, because like Tiffany's just getting a lot of screen time and that, that makes me like, I, like, I think Tiffany's probably has a better chance at being a like goat third place finalist than winning. But at the same time, like I could see her pulling it together here. Like once she gets her survivor feet under her, you know, like that we've seen some moms like struggle on the front end of the game and then like towards the back end really pick it up you know like lisa survivor philippines lisa welchel okay so we've we've seen this before but i think it would be hard for tiffany to win even if she makes to the final three even if she turns it around because moms just haven't done well at final tribal council people don't feel good when it's like a nice uh a quote-unquote nice mom lady voted all of them out and backstabbed them and they're jealous of her. You know, that, that tends to not go well for them. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm very out on, on Tiffany Liana. I, I took like, it kind of bums me out that you're putting Tiffany Liana on the same page. Cause like Liana, I feel like is just as involved as Evie. Like it's kind of like Shannon Ricardo were in green and then Liana and, uh, uh, Evie, on yellow and those are definitely the people that are running the game right now yeah. and i hate like what i see like one person get credit and the other person not because they both need that like they both are making those decisions together and if they're a true alliance that's kind of what they're going to go yeah. through and i think people will see evie because evie plays the game pretty hard as like a real threat and liana might just be able to like like slide on through yeah um and we'll see but yeah dude i i I really hope tiffany doesn't make it very much further because it's i I don't it's hard to watch i can tell you like i'm pretty sure tiffany's going far not because it's been spoiled for me just because like that's the vibe that i'm getting like if she if she like look at the other mom on blue tribe like we don't even know her name okay so like i'm pretty sure tiffany's going far this season um Let's see. Oh, one thing I was going to say that I just thought about is that I could really see Ricard and Shan teaming up with Liana and Evie post-merge and sort of running the game from there. And eventually that will have to break up, but I could see that happening. Um, Let's see. Uh, Number eight, I have JD. Yeah. And... Uh, I had Jeannie number nine, but she probably shouldn't be on here. I don't think she has a chance. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. She doesn't look like much a player, to be honest. She She's just kind of like, she didn't even like, she wasn't even in the vote with Shan and Ricard. She was just like, no, nah, I like Brad. I'm going to vote JD. And Well, do you think she I knew about like, it? I, I mean, I feel like she should have gotten an inkling that that was probably going to happen. You know, like, even in Tribal, she was, she was like, 
uh, he's got his alliance and I've got mine. And that that in rigidity, like I feel like is is gonna bite her. I mean, she seems like a likable person. That's what's got her this far. But also, like, I mean, I'm 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 worried about Jeannie. I'm yeah. not sure she's gonna go much farther. Yeah. Uh, if Green goes to tribal again, I bet she'll be well. I don't know. It could be, be JB. Like, I, I really don't know. Well, yeah, see, it's, it could be Ricard. It's kind of the same thing. Like if I'm if I'm Shannon Ricard, if we go to tribal again, and I'm I'm Green, it's like Jeannie. Let's just bring her in because she's a loyal player. Like she's not, and she's not chaotic in the same way that Brad is. So like yeah. like if you send JD home and keep Jeannie. And and that way you're kind of showing Jeannie like you're buying her vote for the rest of the game, basically. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, G, like, there's a lot to be learned. This is episode three, you know. But uh, I, I guess we'll see. The people that you did not put on the list are those two girls in blue. Heather and Erica are their names. Heather's the mom, and then Erica. Okay. Which I mean, I can't, I can't imagine either of them winning with how little they've been on television this whole time. Um, you know, uh, who, who I didn't else put did Danny on the list. Yeah, why did you put Danny on the list? I didn't like, put Danny, Danny or Nasir on there. Well, yeah, Nasir's yeah, like Nasir's out if Blue goes to Tribal, but like Danny, I feel like he is in a power role here. Like he, if him and Deshaun can stay tight. And Sydney can like keep herself together, I guess. Like I feel like that is like that is a strong core right there. I I think a player like Danny really can't win Modern Survivor because too big of like a physical threat. Yeah, he's like he's gonna be someone else's like shield. Like he's gonna be Deshaun's shield post merge. Yeah. You know. They're going to go after Danny before they go after Deshaun. Like, they're going to go after, and they might even go after Nasir before they go after Deshaun as well, just because Nasir's story is better. So he'll be a more threat. And then, you know, next thing you know, Deshaun's in Final Five, wins immunity and fire making, and there he is, you know? Yeah. So, like, that's just how, how fast things can happen. I, I just, like, yeah. I don't, like, I don't even remember the last time, like, a super alpha male won survivor um i i yule i mean like ben drebergen he's an he's a he's a hyper alpha but he won just finding stuff you know that was like an against the odds win and i think it's a win that also in the new era okay 40s and up they probably also are trying to move away from by making these advantages more difficult to use if he's as easy to find yeah yeah i feel like all the cards have to come together for you to be like a strong man and win i mean ozzy's found out that like the hard way four times yeah like you know it's it's really difficult but i mean maybe this is the year like i feel like with last season well not last season but season 39 like there are so many moving parts, and it's like Tommy won that season, you know. And if he, if he, like Lauren could have won that season, you know. Dean was like, you know, kind of there. Like I, I feel like there were better players in that season that they just kind of like swooped in and just chopped all their heads off. Like Elaine was great that season, um, and 
I just like today's day and age, I feel like anybody could win it. And maybe the pendulum is swinging where it's like, maybe this is the year that like Danny, a, a, a alpha male, like just takes, it, you know, and I say alpha in like a good way, like strong, you know, right. Dominant type of physical force. But like, maybe, maybe this is the year. Cause I feel like everyone is just going to be thinking about like all these other things about like who made the biggest move. Cause that's who I need to get out first. And if Danny never makes a move, then he could just be sitting there at the end. I don't know. Um, but we'll see we'll see so that's that's your nine that's your nine yeah and i i don't think genie can can really win so i'll i'll leave it at that's my eight people who can win okay and danny's not one of them wow i don't think so um okay well cool then i guess for for next week it seems like there's not going to be a merge next week with or a tribe swap like i think it's interesting you know a lot of times they start out with two tribes or you go to three tribes and then they swap at like 16, but it started out at 18 where there's already been three episodes, four people have gone home. So they're sitting at 14 right now and they're not going to merge. So it's like, are they just going to play till tribes are down to like three people, two people? I mean, I don't know what that looks like in the future. Cause I mean, two tribes, two challenges from now, we could be looking at like a two, a two person tribe. I think if if it gets to two, they'll just half that tribe and send one to one tribe and one to the other. I think that's why they're 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 doing like the um, I think with the um, meet different people from the other tribes via like the advantages and like the post challenge scenes and stuff like that. I think that that type of thing is uh, their way of of building. Uh, character story in between tribes in a way that they don't have to do a tribe swap before the merge. Interesting. Yeah. What if they just like cut it? Like they, they didn't merge. What if they just kept the tribes the way they were until like eight <laughs> and, then, and then they merge? Like they're talking about a new season of survivor. I mean, we could see anything. I feel like that would be kind of crazy to like have like multiple tribes down to three people. Um, two wouldn't work, but yeah. So you think they'd split because in the past they've just done tribe swaps. Like they've done tribe swaps, like three people in before. Yeah. And like way too maybe soon. Maybe they're just like, yeah, maybe they're just like, we're not going to do that this year. We're just going to merge them and then we'll call it. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see on that. But yeah, man, anything else before uh, we wrap this up? No, I'm good. Dude, this has been great. For, for those of you that don't know, let me remind you, this is the All Bluff No Snuff podcast tonight with me, myself, Joel Klinger, and my brother, Michael Klinger. We want to thank you so much for listening. We hope that you will join us next week as we are looking to do this every week here with the latest Survivor episode. And honestly, it's great to talk about it. It's great to listen to podcasts. It's great to watch it. Just try to get more people involved in Survivor. One thing I've noticed about young people these days everybody seems to be like ah like yeah i've kind of gotten a survivor this this past year and it's like that's awesome they're like all on hulu most of them are on prime video it's it's a ton of fun so i would just say tell a friend you know it's great it's great to enjoy this together and it's been great to be with you tonight michael and uh thanks for doing this and uh we'll speak soon glad to do it man all right you've been listening to the All Bluff, No Snuff Podcast with Joel Klinger and Michael Klinger here. We will see you next time. We're out. Were you saying All Bluff?
I said, did I say all bluff? I said all, all bluff. buff. Okay. I meant to say all buff, no snuff podcast. Now we're up.